0: This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the One Verse Verse Podcast. I'm your teacher for this podcast, Jeremy Myers, and this is episode number 122 I have something a little bit different for you for this episode of the podcast. I have a new book out. It's called Adventures in Fishing for Men. It's unlike any other book that I have ever written. It's sort of a humorous satire. You know what a satire is? Satire is where someone writes or teaches in a humorous way to reveal a truth about something that is happening in culture or society. And so this book looks at evangelism and uses satire to do so. So what I'm going to do in this podcast episode is read to you the first three chapters of the book. There's over 20 chapters. They're fairly short. Quick read. You're going to laugh as you read them. And so I'm going to just sort of give you a taste of what is in the book. And if you are listening to this pretty much right after it airs, which it will go live on June 14th, 2018, and you get the book, buy the book on Amazon, iTunes, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, wherever the book is sold, you can get either the paperback or the ebook version. If you buy it before Father's Day, which is June 17th, even if you buy it on June 17th. So that's only 3 days away. Let me know, either through the contact form, uh, uh, message me on Facebook or Twitter, or use my contact form on my website. If you have my email address, reach out to me there. If you're part of my online, look, you can can get me anywhere. Uh, I will send you the audiobook version for free. So if you like this recording, you prefer listening to books like this in your car, as you're driving around, uh, walking your dog, doing the dishes, whatever then uh, I have recorded the whole audiobook, uh, the whole book as an audiobook version, and I will send you a link to download the entire thing for free. Okay, but you do need to buy the book before June 17th. And by the way, if you are part of my online discipleship group, you can always get the entire audiobook for free. Okay, it's uh, I have created a course uh, based on the book, it's obviously Adventures in Fishing for Men. Just go to redeeminggod.com courses and you'll see it there. Uh, when you sign up to take that course again, the course is free if you're part of the online discipleship group. Then each lesson is based around one of the chapters in the book. And you can download the audio recording of that chapter as part of the lesson along with the entire manuscript for that lesson. And uh, there are discussion questions and other things as well. Eventually, my wife and I will be uh, recording some videos based on the book, and we will put those in the course area as well. So, with all that in mind, let's introduce you to Adventures in Fishing for Men. Chapter 1, The Key to Fishing. I want to become the world's greatest fisherman. I want people to talk about all the fish I caught and the size of the monsters I pulled from lakes and rivers all over the world. I want to be interviewed in fishing magazines, be a guest on fishing shows, and get invited to speak at fishing conferences. I dream of the day that fishing methods get named after me and people interview me for their books about fishing. The only problem with achieving this dream is that, so far, I haven't done any fishing. So recently, I decided to get started. But one cannot go out and just start fishing. One must prepare. Proper preparation is the key to fishing. A well-prepared fisherman is a successful fisherman. You can quote me on that if you'd like. So I went to the local fishing store and bought everything I thought I needed. I bought lures, flies, two poles, some fishing line, a creel, and a pair of needle-nose pliers to remove the hooks from all the fish I was going to catch. I even splurged and bought myself a boat. After all, if you're going to fish, you should do it in style. Never having fished before, I also knew that I needed to learn about fishing. If a well-prepared fisherman is successful, a teachable fisherman is even more successful. So I bought a few fishing magazines, which looked like they could teach me something. However, being as humble and intelligent as I am, I knew that it would be foolish to actually read these magazines until I discovered what I needed to know about fishing. There's no sense learning about how to fish until I first learned the right questions to ask. Besides, I was pretty sure I could figure out this whole fishing thing on my own. I mean, how hard could it be? Furthermore, I didn't want to waste time reading and studying if I didn't need to. I had heard rumors of people who spent all their time reading about fishing, but who never actually got around to fishing. That wasn't going to be me. So I put the fishing magazines in the boat with all of my other fishing gear. This way, if I ran into any problems while I was fishing, I could pull out a magazine and look for a solution. The next day, once everything was set, I packed myself a lunch and climbed into the boat. What a beautiful day for fishing. The sun was out... A soft breeze whispered through the trees. The birds welcomed me with their song. I was well on my way to becoming the world's greatest fisherman. Nice boat, my neighbor said. I hate it when people interrupt me when I'm trying to relax. And besides, I was just getting into this whole fishing thing. But I decided to be kind. Thanks, I said. I bought it yesterday. I got a great deal. I bought the full package, complete with a state-of-the-art fish finder and a leather captain's chair. And look, I bought top-of-the-line fishing poles and lures. Altogether, I only paid about $20,000. And I even got the salesman to throw in this hat for free. He blinked when I said how much my gear had cost. Clearly. He doesn't understand the high cost of fishing these days. Well, he's the foolish one. Sure, I paid a lot of money to get started, but I get to eat free fish for the rest of my life. He still has to buy his at the store. Maybe after I start catching boatloads of fish, I'll give him one every now and then. So where are you going to go fishing, he asked. I rolled my eyes and let out a sigh. (sighs) The question didn't even make sense. I'm not going anywhere. I'm fishing here. He looked at me strangely and, and then looked around. He was obviously confused. You mean you're fishing here? Yes. Isn't that what I just said? he clearly was not a thinker i pulled out a fishing magazine and pretended i was reading it he stared at me for another second or two and then burst out laughing you're not going to catch anything here he said oh the audacity the doubt besides what does he know about fishing he doesn't own a boat i do i bet he doesn't even have a rod I waved my fishing magazine at him. I think I know what I'm doing. Look at all my magazines. He stared at me for a few seconds more. He was obviously trying to figure out how to refute my logic. Look, he finally said, if you want to catch fish, you gotta put your boat in the water. You're never going to catch fish if you just keep it parked here in your driveway. Fish don't live in pavement. My retort froze in my throat as I glanced down at the fishing magazine in my hand. He might have a point. The cover showed a boat, decked out just like mine. But in the picture, the boat was sitting in the water. Mine was still in the boat trailer, parked in front of my garage. I had to think fast. Yeah, I know, I said. I'm just getting ready to put it in the water, so I can go fishing, like in the magazine. I held up the magazine once more and pointed at the picture on the cover. He shook his head, turned around, and walked into his house. Sheesh, you have to explain everything to everyone these days. Chapter 2. My First Day on the Water We men know how to fish. It's in our blood. It's instinct. I'm like a kingfisher out here, fishing. I could give lessons on fishing. I could start a fishing club. Maybe someday I will. Once I become famous for my fishing prowess, fishermen from all over the world will come to me, wanting to learn how to fish. I wasn't a pro when I started. I made some mistakes, but I learned from them. Experience is the best teacher, after all. And now I am a professional. I am going to start catching lots of fish. Hey there, neighbor! Great. My pesky know-it-all neighbor thinks he's so smart. Yesterday he told me that in order to catch fish, I had to put my boat in the water. Like I didn't know that. But today I had nothing to fear. I had my boat in the water. Look! I proudly pointed at the water under my fishing boat. I've got my boat in the water! Yes? Yes, you do. The words came slowly out of his mouth. What a dimwit. And, uh... You bought a pool, too, I see. Why is this guy always criticizing me about how much money I spend? I'm the one trying to catch fish, and fishing is expensive. Besides, it was his idea to put the boat in the water. Well, duh. I tried to say this nicely, but it's hard to be nice to someone who always insults you. I had to put the boat in the water, and this was the best way to do it. Hmm. He was clearly trying to decide what to say next. Maybe I should ask him to help pay for my pool, since it was his idea. If he did, I suppose I could give him a fish or two when I caught them. No, they were my fish. Then I had an idea. Hey, you want to get in? You can fish with me! No. Thanks for the offer, though. He spoke slowly. Cautiously, as though he was wary of my crushing intellect, I don't think we'll catch any fish from your pool. I laughed. <laughs> Yesterday you said I need to put my boat in the water, and today you say I don't. You need to be more consistent. This is why you lost your wife. I probably shouldn't have said that last part, but it was true. If he treated his wife the way he was treating me, it is no wonder they split up. Sometimes, people just need to be told the truth. And besides, I said it with love. You can say things like that if you say it with love. But he didn't seem to appreciate my advice. His face got red and he clenched his jaw. But I didn't feel bad about what I said. People need the truth, whether they like it or not. I was about to say this to him, but he spoke first. Don't ever talk to me about my wife again, he said. His voice was calm and measured, but I sensed some seething rage beneath the surface. You don't know anything about what happened between us. I was about to correct him on that, but he continued speaking and I didn't want to interrupt. Interrupting his route. And when I told you to put your boat in the water, I didn't mean a pool. Look down in the water. Do you see any fish? If you look through your stack of magazines there, you won't see anyone fishing in a swimming pool. If you want to catch fish, you have to go where the fish are. Fish live in lakes and rivers, so you gotta put your boat in a lake or a river. Then he turned away and walked off. Well, you should be more specific, I yelled after him. And besides, I knew that I wasn't going to catch fish in a pool. I'm just testing the boat for leaks. Chapter three, stocking up on fish. It was true what my neighbor said. When I looked through the magazines, all the pictures showed boats in rivers and lakes. But I had no intention of going fishing on a river or lake. I was kind of scared of water and had used a pool because it was safer. If something happened, I could just jump out. Jumping out of a boat was not possible in a lake or river. And fish could live in a pool, couldn't they? Why not? Water is water, right? Why couldn't I just go buy some fish, put them in my pool, and then fish for them? Sure, it would defeat the purpose of catching all the free fish I could eat because I would have to buy the fish before I caught them. But technically, if I bought them and set them free in my pool and then caught them, they were free fish. This is especially true if they reproduced in the pool. If they reproduced, I could keep my boat safely in the pool and still catch all the free fish I wanted. The plan was genius. This was just another reason I was going to be a world-famous fisherman. Probably no one had ever thought of this before. Imagine the magazine articles that will be written about how I revolutionized the fishing strategies for fishermen everywhere. But first, I needed to prove that my idea worked. So I went down to the pet store and asked to buy some fish. The pimple-faced teenager behind the counter asked what kind of fish I wanted to buy. One of each, I told him. I'm a fisherman and want to have experience catching many kinds of fish. Some of them are quite expensive, he said. Are you sure you want one of each? He clearly didn't believe I was serious about fishing. No expense is too great for the avid fishermen, I answered. Not only do I want one of each, but I will also need food for them. I want them to be well fed. Also, I need them to reproduce. Fast. Do you have any tips on getting them to reproduce? Maybe some sort of special love potion for fish or something? Well, for starters, you're going to need at least two of each fish. Maybe more. With some fish, we can tell which ones are male and which ones are female. Sometimes we can't tell until they start laying eggs. I wasn't born yesterday. This kid was trying to scam me for sure. I had made the mistake of telling him that the avid fisherman spared no expense, and now he was trying to sell me two of each fish. But I wasn't about to roll over that easily. This isn't my first time around the rodeo, sonny boy. I know what I'm talking about. Fish are fish, and they can mate with each other. I don't want to mate a fish with one of those parrots over there. I had dogs growing up, and a male dog can hump any female dog it wants. I felt bad about using such coarse language, but I had to make my point, and I couldn't allow myself to be pushed around by this punk kid. i noticed that this boy was wearing a crucifix, so I decided to quote scripture at him. As the Bible says, God created each animal after its kind. A dog is a kind of animal and can mate with any other dog. A fish is also a kind and can mate with any other fish. Telling me that a fish can only mate with a fish that looks the same is like telling me that white people can only mate with white people. That's racist. You're not racist, are you? He looked uncomfortable. This told me all I needed to know. He didn't realize I knew so much about fish and was now ashamed. I had caught him in his attempt at extortion. To protect all future customers, I decided to put the fear of God in him. I'm thinking about calling over the store manager to tell him how you tried to steal my money. But I won't. You need to be honest from now on. You know where liars go, don't you? Fine, he mumbled. One of each it is. And some food, too, I reminded him. But just one big container is enough. They'll all be in the same pool. He stared at me for a second. You can't put some of these fish together. They'll kill and eat each other if you do that. And fish go in an aquarium, not a pool. Also, some of them need fresh water and some salt water. And they don't all eat the same thing. Each fish needs different kinds of food. This kid was really trying my patience. How can he be working in this store when he doesn't know anything about fish? Since he clearly was getting a terrible education in public school, I decided it was up to me to provide what his teacher and parents were not. You are just trying to steal my money again, and so in just a minute, I'm going to call the manager over and get you fired. He started to stammer his objections, but I went on. There are four reasons I know you are lying. First, all these fish can be put together because that's the way God made them. All water on earth is connected, right? Streams and rivers flow into lakes which flow into more streams and rivers until eventually they all dump into the ocean. So they're all connected and all fish are together. These guys will do just fine if I put them all in the pool. Second, when I said pool, I meant pool. I don't care for your use of the fancy word aquarium. If you want people to understand you, you need to speak the common everyday language and not use fancy words just to make yourself sound smart. Big words don't make you sound smart They make you sound like a dumb person who is trying to sound smart. I'm going to put my fish in a swimming pool, and that's what I'm going to call it, a pool. That way my neighbor will understand what I'm talking about. If I called my pool an aquarium, he would give me that blank stare he always does when I say things that he doesn't understand. He's not very smart. Just like you. Third, I already thought about the salt water. I saw a show on the Discovery Channel where some fish live in the ocean, and then they travel up freshwater rivers to mate and lay eggs. While I don't believe in evolution, I do believe that animals can adapt to changes in their environment, and so I think these fish can adapt. But to make it easy on them, I'm going to pour a couple containers of salt into my pool. This way, the pool will be half salty, somewhere between the saltiness of the ocean and the freshness of the lake. Both kinds of fish will adapt. Finally, I'm not going to buy any of your fancy schmancy fish food. I was going to buy some, just to support your cause here, but now that you have tried to rob me two times, I'm not going to buy any food at all. Fish in the lakes and rivers don't get special pet store fish food, and they do just fine. God provides them with all the food they need, and he will provide food for the fish in my swimming pool as well. The kid just stared at me with his mouth slightly open. The look on his face was a lot like the look my neighbor gives me whenever I catch him in one of his illogical arguments. Now that I had corrected this kid and his faulty thinking, I had to do the difficult job of making sure he never took advantage of anyone ever again. Go get your manager so he can fire you, I told him. As the boy walked off, he looked genuinely scared. It's too bad I had to give him this lesson in the harsh realities of life. Parents these days shelter their kids too much. The sooner a child learns the vital importance of honesty, integrity, and kindness, the better off they'll be. And they need to understand that if they aren't honest, trustworthy, and kind, they will suffer the consequences. If they don't learn these lessons when they're young, they could go to jail, end up murdered on the street, or worse yet, burn in hell for eternity. I always try to rescue such people, but they are usually too far gone by the time I meet them. I always wondered how people got that way. But when the manager came over, I discovered why the boy was so ignorant Corrupt and greedy. The manager supported and defended everything the kid had told me. I see where he learned his lies, I said. So just sell me my fish and I will be going. And trust me, I will never be back to this crooked pet store again. In fact, I'm going to tell all my friends to stay away from this place. I hope you go out of business. And wouldn't you believe it, when they gave me the fish, one of each from the entire store, most of the fish were smaller than my pinky finger. They sold me baby fish. After the first few, I objected and told them that I wanted adult fish. But they said these tiny fish were full-grown. I know a full-grown fish when I see one, and these tiny minnows wouldn't provide a single mouthful for me, let alone a meal. But I know when to hold my tongue. Besides, baby fish would grow into adults, so even though I wasn't happy about it, I paid for the fish and left. On my way out the door, I looked back over my shoulder and saw the two of them laughing. They probably charged me too much for the fish or something. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed those three chapters of Adventures in Fishing for Men. And if you did, I do encourage you to buy the rest of the book on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, even Google Play, wherever books are sold, and pretty much in whatever country you might be listening to this. Uh, And you can read the rest for yourself. Uh, If you buy the book before June 17th, or even on June 17th, so I guess technically before June 18th, basically by Father's Day of 2018, let me know. Anyway, you can reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, contact form on my website. If you have my email address, that'd be fine, too. If you're subscribed to my newsletter, just re- just reply to any email that I send you. Uh, and uh, I will, next week, send you the entire audiobook for free. You can listen to it uh, any way you want. All right? Now, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, if you're part of my online discipleship group, this offer is always available to you. Through the online course, which is based on the book, and uh, just go sign up. If you're part of the online discipleship, group, you can take the course for free, and the audio is available to you that way as well. You also get a free PDF copy of the book. In fact, you know, if you if you teach a Bible study, you're part of some sort of home group or fellowship or something like that. I think that this book, Adventures in Fishing for Men, would be a great sort of break out of the mold of whatever sort of Bible study or discussion group you might be having. All right? It's hilarious. It's funny. You're going to laugh. Also, most importantly, you're going to think. You are going to learn how to share Jesus in a way that is not full of gimmicks and all sorts of spending money and all sorts of the ways that, that we often try to share Jesus with other people, try to evangelize other people. That's what this man in this book is going to go on and do. <laughs> and his escapades, all sorts of things, are just crazy adventures and always a failure in how he tries to share Jesus. But that's often the way it is in Christianity, is it not? So anyway, this book would make a great study. And it, there is a study guide, a set of discussion questions at the end of the book, which will help you uh, launch a discussion with a group of friends, group of people that you get together and talk about Scripture with. All right? So uh, anyway, go ahead and get that book before June 18th. And let me know. I'll send you the rest of the audiobook for free. If you're part of the online discipleship group, you can always get it for free that way. And um, if you buy multiple copies, uh, let me know. If you want to do this in your discipleship group, let me know. And maybe I can join you as well uh, for one of your discussions. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week when we get back into a discussion of some passage from Scripture. Okay, see you then. Bye.